Welcome to the Shiny Brightly Show. I'm Howard Brown, author, speaker, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, international peacemaker, and yes, two-time stage four cancer patient survivor and advocate. Each episode will take you from resilience to hope and a whole lot more because Shining Brightly does make the world a better place. Be prepared to be inspired. Hello, it's Howard Brown, and welcome to the Shining Brightly Show, your maestro with the mic. Oh, it's hockey night. It's hockey night tonight, and my guest is Lee Silverstein. Welcome, Lee, from the beautiful state of Florida and Tampa. What's going on, man? Thanks, Howard. Excited to be here and get to talk to you after having you on my uh, We Have Cancer uh, podcast a couple of times, and uh, I'm really excited to be here. And yes, it is hockey night. And I'm going to have to catch up uh, here on uh, on on game five uh, once we get off uh, and, and you know, my die, my uh, ever loving Tampa Bay Lightning who've dug themselves a little bit of a hole and hopefully we'll pull it out tonight. But that's uh, all right. The comeback um, kids. We'll see if they do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we'll I'm, see. A little, I'm in a better position with my Boston Bruins, you know, up three to two, but you got to take care of business, you know. Absolutely. And also, if you step up on the camera a little bit, I want to see the wardrobe that we're wearing here. Oh, we got the HB Strong going on. The dry you fit. Betcha. Oh, I Absolutely. Love that. Thank you. This is in my uh, workout shirt rotation. Uh, uh, the, the folks at Planet Fitness know it well. Oh, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm a PF guy as well, so I love it. Well, thanks for the walking billboard. We appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Tell, tell, tell my, uh, my audience there uh, a little bit about you. Give me your bio, your background, and um, and share with us. Sure. So... Uh, you know, it, we're, I am 12 years, a little over 12 years into a stage four colon cancer, uh, situation. I try to avoid that battle language and fight and all that. Uh, not a fan of that. So we'll call it a, a 12 year, uh, cancer, uh, colon cancer journey. And, uh, I was diagnosed and I, you know, you and I have heard this story dozens of times, Howard, turned 50. And I tell people, you know, my primary care physician was very kind. And at 50 years old, he gave me a birthday present. He didn't take the time to wrap it. He didn't put a bow on it, but it was a gift to go get a colonoscopy. And, you know, I'm a good patient. I'm a, I'm a patient, you know, I'm I'm a complying patient. When my doctor recommends something, uh, I go do it. And a lot was going on in my life that time. So I did postpone it for a little bit and I didn't have any symptoms and woke up to find out that I had stage two colon cancer. So, uh, you know, we did the surgery, took out part of the colon and uh, talked to the oncologist and he goes, yeah, you know, stage two, I almost feel like chemotherapy would do more harm than good at this point. We'll just keep an eye on you. And they did a uh, a CT scan just to kind of have a baseline. And I'll never forget, I had taken uh, my girlfriend, now wife at the time, Linda, uh, on her first visit to New York City. And we're walking through Macy's Herald Square. And you know the old line, if the nurse calls, it's good news. If the doctor calls, well, you know. So I'm standing in the middle of Herald Square and the phone rings and I hear Lee, it's Dr. Strasburg. And I'm like, oh crap. 
And he goes, yeah, that CT showed a spot on your liver. When you get back from vacation, we'd like to do a PET scan. But enjoy the rest of your vacation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, easy for you to say. Right. So we do the get back, do the PET scan, and nothing lights up. So he said, well, you know, it must be. And he described it with uh, some word that had at least 12 letters in it. I don't recall what it was, but it said it was benign, likely benign. So we kept an eye on it. Fast forward about a year and a half. Linda became my wife. We went off on our honeymoon, came back. And I look at my phone and there on my to-do list is a six-month checkup at the Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa, Florida. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go do that. It was like, it was so far in the back of my mind because, you know, we'd moved quick. We'd done, you know, every six months that you didn't even think about it. Right. So I go do the scan and uh, the scan, he says, you know, that spot on your liver. I'm like, yeah, from over a year ago, he goes, yeah, it's gotten a little bigger. Just to be on the safe side, I'd like to do a biopsy. It's like, all right. New Year's Eve. We had just bought our bottle of champagne to celebrate our first New Year's Eve as husband and wife. Uh, we were two and a half, three hours from a nice uh, dinner at a very nice steakhouse. And four o'clock, the phone rings. And it wasn't the nurse. And I'll never forget, Howard, the exact words that I heard on the phone. He said, Lee, it's Dr. Strasberg. I hate calling you on New Year's Eve with this news, but your biopsy came back positive for metastasis for colorectal cancer. And I need you in my office on January 2nd. And that started, propelled us on the, you know, the metastatic colon cancer experience that I've been on since my initial diagnosis in March, 2011 with, uh, you know, progression, stability, progression, stability, uh, never achieved uh, NED, no evidence of disease, but uh, would go six months, nine months and things would be stable. And then something new would prop up uh, as we commonly refer to in the colon cancer community as we're playing uh, whack-a-mole. And currently um, back in chemotherapy uh, for more progression. And that's where I sit right now. Well, I, I want you to repeat something that when we met, okay. And I, I have to tell you, our stories are eerily similar, except I was stage three out of colonoscopy at 50. And, and, and again, we'll take a quick time out. It's now 45 to go get screened. Okay. Exactly. I don't care. Listen, if, if, if you're 45, go, go call your doctor, go get an appointment. Uh, if you do a, a Cologuard or a fit test at home and it's positive, you're going to have to go get a colonoscopy anyways. It's good sleep. I got to have mine next week. I have them every other year now. But go get screened because unless you have family history or any type of symptoms, and we know younger people are, go get screened and save yourself the pain that me and Leo go through with surgeries and side effects and chemo and um, clinical trials and all the, all, all the BS. It's, it's hard. I mean, we want to save you from that. Um, all all those to- things are a whole lot worse worse than a colonoscopy. Absolutely. So if you're nervous about a colonoscopy and, oh, I heard this, I heard that, whatever you heard, none of it is as bad as going through it. what Howard and I have experienced. And we and we put our families through and our caregivers, your wife, Linda, my wife, Lisa. So I want you to tell me, so, cause you, you know, you, you, you're retired now. You did so many podcasts for seven years, over 200 and whatever, someone, and I, I got lucky. I don't know how many people got to be on twice, but 
uh, maybe because I had two cancers, the lymphoma and uh, colon <laughs> cancer. But but so so the doctor calls you and says you have cancer. Tell the story about what Linda said to you, and, and this is really endearing and how you got the name for your website and your show. Yeah. So uh, th- and thank you for bringing that up. Uh, you know, I was lamenting, you know, the news and, you know, on more than one occasion and saying, you know, God, I can't believe I have cancer. And she would stop me and she said, sweetheart, we have cancer. This doesn't just affect you, right? It affects all of us. And, uh, the, the long story of that was, uh, the podcast that I've uh, put on hiatus, we'll say that I, I won't say I've shut it down. It's still available uh, out there. But uh, the podcast originally was the colon cancer podcast. And I was sitting and talking with some friends and a dear, dear friend of mine said, well, he's like, you do all these interviews. Is that all you talk about is colon cancer? And I call it one of those lightning bolt moments where you go, whoa. I didn't even think, you know, kind of hit you. Right. And I was like, yeah, some, but we talk about being caregivers and we talk about, you know, just life with cancer, you know, maybe 15, 20% of what I talk about with people is colon cancer specific. And he goes, well, don't you worry that someone who doesn't have colon cancer might benefit from hearing your show, but they see quote unquote, the colon cancer podcast and they scroll past it. I'm like, you're absolutely right. So I work with a friend who's a marketing and branding professional and, you know, trying to rebrand this thing. And I said, it came to me. I said, it's exactly what Linda said. It's we have cancer, right? And it's we, not just us and our caregivers. It's us and our families. It's us and our community. Who doesn't know somebody that's been touched by cancer? Right. So you can make a case, even though, you know, uh, hopefully you don't have it and you don't have any loved ones who've had it. But I promise you, you know, somebody who's been touched by it. So we're all touched by it. We all can say we have cancer as a part of our life. A hundred percent. And listen, and I I even sum it up even, you know, in, in a nice tight bow is that fighting cancer, like living your life is a team sport. And if it isn't a team sport, it needs to become a team sport because um, we don't talk all about cancer. We, we just spent the last half hour talking about hockey and catching up and our kids and, and your grandkids and, and real life and real stuff that matters. So, um, you know, yeah, cancer is 20 percent of it. But if we, we just want one more second, one more day to another week with our families and, uh, you know, we prefer to move on and, and not have to deal with this, but we do. And, and we, these are the deck of cards that we were dealt. We got to play out our hand and, um, and that's important. So when we say hashtag go get screened, hashtag go get screened. And again, I also expand that too, because mammography, uh, prostate, uh, your cardio, your nutrition, your dentist, I don't really care. Go, go, go keep up with your health and keep up with your checkups. Because if you can't lift yourself up, things can get dark. And that's where Shining Brightly comes in. Because if you can lift yourself up and shine your light to someone, just like this might affect uh, someone listening to this podcast, you know, might go get screened, might save them a whole lot of hell. You know what? Then you can lift up others. And that's what it's all about is building that community. So I want to change subjects for a second and and talk about, you know, you you and I are 
our, our two guys with cancer and there was like no support out there for us. Listen, Poland Town and Blue Hope Nation and uh, Fight CRC and the Colorectal Co uh, Cancer Alliance and, and, and the Poland Club, there, there's, there's resources out there, but nothing just for men like the, uh, like the pink and the breast cancer folks have had. And I wanna to talk to you about um, a group, Man Up to Cancer, that we're in. And we don't talk a lot of science there, but, but boy, do we talk a lot of support. This man cave, this is howling of the wolves <laughs> that uh, our good friend Trevor Maxwell and Joe Bullock and team have put together. I have to tell you that this, this idea has sparked a movement. You know, um, I, I just, I love, I love it when, you know, someone's in there and saying, I'm having problems talking to my kids and five guys jump in there and support the hell out of somebody. And, mm -hmm. and then they fight over pineapple and pizza because you got to be stupid. Once <laughs> too. But um, tell me this, because I, I really think that as men, we're not that smart sometimes, but a really smart thing for any type of cancer is, is to come on and join Man Up to Cancer and, and, and be there for uh, the brotherhood and things like that. Talk, tell me your thoughts. Without a doubt. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it dawned on me really early on, and I've been involved in all the groups that you've mentioned, Howard, and I've been to a number of the Colorectal Cancer Alliance conferences and, and all that. And uh, my wife, Linda, came with me to a couple of them. And I'm looking around and I said to her, I was like, where's all the dudes, you know, this, this, this conference, it's all women and maybe, you know, 20, 25% guys. And as you and I both know, uh, color, colorectal cancer strikes men and women pretty much equally. Right. And you go on these Facebook groups through these various organizations and they are incredible and they're wonderful, but it's 90% women. Right. And uh, I remember interviewing, and I think it was, um, I don't i don't want to say who it was because I might get it wrong, but one of the people I interviewed on the podcast, a guy said, men don't want to sit around in a circle and talk about their feelings, right? Especially in front of women, right? And there it was proven. So Trevor and Joe come up with this idea to create this private Facebook group and this community called Man Up to Cancer. And it's amazing what you see happening there is what's not happening in these other groups. Men being vulnerable, men saying, I'm struggling, men, you know, saying, you know, I need help, which you do not see you know, and what, you know, whatever you want to, you know, frame the reason as, I think it's just a gender thing that men don't want to show vulnerability in front of, in front of women. So, uh, and, you know, the, the group is open to all types of cancer, uh, doesn't discriminate on uh, sexual preference, gen, you know, uh, cancer type religion, any of those things, everybody's welcome. But the amount uh, of vulnerability that's expressed and the amount of support coming back to those of us, me included, I have shared my struggles and my down days as well, because even when we have an amazing support system like you and I are blessed with, sometimes you just don't want to burden them. You, you know, you'd rather go to a, uh, a neutral party, if you will, right, to share what's on your mind uh, in a safe space. And you talk about identifying an untapped need 
in this instance, uh, the, the, uh, Joe and Trevor and all the guys that run this group, they have absolutely hit it out of the park and done an amazing service for the men who are dealing with cancer. I, yeah, I, I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, this is like that. I was never a fraternity brother, but this is a fraternity. There's a bond that builds sure. um, that people actually there's mentorship going on. And, and again, I have a chapter in my book on mentorship is leadership. It, it, it's basically being a mentee and being a mentor are, are selfless acts where you care for one another and take interest in one another. And it's also part man cave. Uh, there's sports, there's, there's booze talking. Um, <laughs> but I got to tell you, when someone w- raises the white flag, boy, boy, do people come out in numbers, but also people share their victories too. And sure. uh, it's not just for that. And um, there's uh, it's, it's, it's really a very warm community. And, and I think that's what surprises most people because uh, it's also a little bit of locker room and all that. It's all that mixed into one. And I've just, I, I'm, I'm just so pleased at the growth and the support and that that the shape is taking. Because um, you don't know when you first start something and you invite a few of your friends. But I, I got to tell you, there's people with, you know, cancers that they don't even want to talk about. Bre- male breast cancer, right? You know, testicular cancer, lo- losing a nut, um, you know, prostate cancer. I mean, there's all cancers are, are, are welcome. And for those caregivers that are men as well, that are taking care of folks, and there's something for everybody. And listen, you, you don't have to be so vocal in there too. You can just absorb and take in some of the great wisdom that's being shared as well. And many do, but for those that do actually come out and get, jump on a, a Zoom and, and, and go for that support that way, there's a lot of benefits to this. And then um, tell, tell them about the, the big retreat they have, the Gathering of the Wolves in Buffalo uh, in <laughs> yeah. September. Yeah, um, so they had the first one last year and I wasn't able to go. And uh, they're doing it again this year at a um, uh, like a sleepaway campground. It looks like it's a uh, just outside of uh, Buffalo uh, the weekend after Labor Day. And uh, as soon as I saw that uh, it was uh, going to be happening uh, again this year, uh, I couldn't sign up quick enough. Right. And uh, I'm really looking forward to meeting a lot of these uh, guys that you'll only know through the screen. Right. And, uh, and I know they had guys from literally, you know, even, uh, come over from Europe. Uh, that's the other thing about this group is you've got guys from all over the world. Right. And, and, and just to, uh, you know, go off on a little tangent. I know when I was first diagnosed, Howard, you know, I wasn't shy about looking for some sort of a, in-person support group and all I could find was breast cancer, right? Uh, That's all that was out there, right? There was some caregiver groups. Um, So again, you know, they, they've really fulfilled, fulfilled a a need here. And uh, I just uh, have so much uh, admiration and respect for, for what they've done with this community. Hey, listen, I, I think they had 60. They'll probably have, you know, maybe it could be 80 or 100, you know, men coming together. I know that they sit by the campfire. Everyone gets to, you know, share if they want to. There's cheers. There's tears. There's tons of laughter. It's a lot of fun um, and, and bonding uh, that happens with this. And uh, I got to I gotta see if I can get myself there, too, because it's an opportunity I don't want to miss out. Oh, and I understand there's a big U.S. versus Canada cornhole tournament yeah, uh, yeah. that's going on. <laughs> 
boys will be boys, yeah. right? We're competitive, right? Again, exactly. there could be rock throwing and it'll be a competition, but yep, I've right. heard that. So, uh, you know, listen, sitting around watching guys uh, playing cornhole and whatever type of adult or regular beverage you have, there's nothing better in, of in, the, in the nice summer uh, of, uh, of Buffalo, New York. So, so don't tell me this and, and we'll, 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 we'll kind of, we'll bring the show uh, wrap it up a little bit, but this is really important because you, you and I know each other and I'm, I'm dealing with this seven years. And then before I, I you know, you know, 32 years ago, I, I, I had my first diagnosis of lymphoma and, and, and miracle. My twin sister was an exact match, but you said to me, and again, I don't know if people can actually realize this. You said that it's been the best 12 years and the worst 12 years of your life. So talk to me about that and t- tell people what that means. I have said, I'll correct you. I've only said it's been the best 12 years. Oh, the best. I've not, okay, I've not said it's been the worst 12 years. Okay, so and and I say that, Howard, with no hesitation. And someone okay. listening is probably going, guy's got stage four cancer, has been dealing with it for 12 years. Is he flipping out of his mind? These have been the best 12 years. But when I stop and I look at what's happened in my life in the last 12 years, and I'll just briefly summarize it. I got a second chance at love and met my wife and we just celebrated in December, our 10 year anniversary. I got an amazing new job. I saw two kids graduate college, get engaged, get married. I've got five grandchildren. Um, uh, and, uh, a bond you and I share. So I'll drop a little, uh, I'll drop a little Yiddish here. I've seen so many simchas and for our non-Jewish friends, that word means, uh, celebrations and happy occasions. I've seen so many, you know, weddings and like I said, grandchildren and all of these things. And Oh, by the way, I got cancer. And when I compare the list of all the great things that have happened in my life and the one thing that sucks, that guess which list is a whole lot longer, yeah. right? Um, does that mean the cancer experience has been easy and, and without struggles? Absolutely not. And when I'm sitting there the weekend after chemo, you know, barely able to move off the couch, uh, it, you know, it sucks. There's no other way to put it, but that doesn't change how I feel about what's happened to me in the last 12 years. They have with no doubt, Howard, been the best 12 years of my life. I appreciate that. And mazel tov means congratulations because you mentioned, besides, you you know, getting a good job, you mentioned life events and memories Okay, that's what's really important. Okay, you don't even have 144 characters to put on your tombstone, right? It's loving, you know, husband, son, and grandpa. You know, that's what matters, and and that's right. what you, that's why the list is, is is so long. And I appreciate that, and, I, and that's why I wanted you to to say that because I want people to understand that uh, besides those life events, some of the most amazing people that an amazing experience I have been able to have these last seven years. Um, or because of that, right? I never would have been a book author. I never would have been speaking on stages. I wouldn't have been podcasting. We wouldn't have met. Stacey Hurt introduced us and said, you guys have to meet. Your stories right. are very similar. And um, we we just, uh, 
we had to do it. But we, we, we both agree that cancer sucks, no doubt about it. There's nothing good about it. Um, but we, uh, but the, the good thing is that we have met some, some of the most amazing people and had amazing experiences because Absolutely. I think that we are very intentional and we take our lives pretty seriously because we know how vulnerable it can be. A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, and those were even things I didn't even put on the list, Howard, you know, the opportunity to meet so many amazing people like yourself, the flip side is, and, and, uh, if you haven't experienced this through the podcast, I know you have without the podcast, you know, the challenges is when you go back and well, you know, the, you know, how many former guests are no longer with us. Right. And that's, that's the yin and the yang of getting yourself very involved in the cancer community is just by definition, there's going to be lost there, but the amazing people who've touched my life and opportunities for speaking podcasts and all those things are also part of that list. And to your point about, you know, memories, experiences, I put so much extra value in those things. We go to concerts, we go on vacations, uh, you know, hey, let's go grab a beer at the local brewery. All these things were just, you know, sitting on the couch and watching something on Netflix with my wife. I don't even take that for granted, right? That to me is also a special occasion. I'm not shy about telling people that uh, we'll put music on uh, in the house and Linda and I will dance in the kitchen, right? And because that's what we we love to do. And that's just another way of just celebrating our love and celebrating our life. And, and, I, and I don't take uh, any of that for granted whatsoever. Listen, we, we both know many people that are still in the battle and in the stage four cancer world, we do live with death. And it's not that they gave up, it's that the cancer burden became too great. And then God called them in, called them uh, you know, up to heaven. And it is very tough. That is a very tough about, you know, about this whole thing. But um, the appreciation that you express dancing with your wife in the house, it's beautiful. Those are the beautiful moments. So, so Lee, I want you to put on your sunglasses now. I'll take off your other glasses. For those, for those that are listening and, and not viewing this, although it'll get to YouTube and you'll see it, we are wearing our Shining Brightly sunglasses because the Shining Brightly spotlight is on Lee Silverstein. Lee, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you. Um, and uh, then also give me some final comments and we'll, we'll, we'll call this a wrap shortly. Certainly. So uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me uh, on Instagram at LD Silverstein and uh, the we have cancer show, uh, dot com website. But if you just go on Apple podcast or Spotify and search, we have cancer podcast, you'll find a back catalog as Howard mentioned of like 200 episodes We've interviewed patients, survivors, caregivers, medical professionals around all kinds of cancer. And there's something there for anybody that's been touched by cancer. And I greatly appreciate, Howard, the opportunity to shine brightly with you today and uh, share my story. I love it. And so I, this is Howard Brown, and you can always find me at shiningbrightly.com. And Lee, you are a brother in arms and uh, we join hands together. We hope our hockey teams win, but, but more than that, <laughs> you, 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 you are a, a dear friend and I, I think about you all the time. And um, we, uh, you know, you brought me onto your show twice and, uh, but we, 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 we watch out for each other. And that's, that's, that's what we do in this world is that we, we check on each other. We watch out for each other. So we will shine brightly to make the world a better place for ourselves, for others in our communities and keep shining always. Thank you. 
Thanks, Howard. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.